Hi there, Andrew here. We're putting feelers out for the idea of sponsors for the show. We have grown to a sizable audience of legal professionals, and we'd love to find a way to get the resources to continue to grow the show and spend more time on it. This might take the form of more longer form, maximum minimum competence episodes, or longer daily episodes, or maybe short interviews. We've had a couple of inquiries regarding sponsorship, but want to get feedback from all of you, the listeners. If you have thoughts or have a sponsor in mind that you think would be a good fit, shoot me an email at andrew at We're still very much in the brainstorming stage, so all ideas are good ideas. So ends the housekeeping segment. Let's get to the show. Hello and welcome to the Minimum Competence episode for Wednesday, March 22nd, 2023. I'm your host for today, Andrew Leahy, a tax and technology attorney from New Jersey. In today's episode, we have a question of global reach for trademark law, federal waters rules in Texas and Idaho, justice delayed for Trump, and Arkansas is added to the list of places to never move to. Let's meet the halfway point in the week head on and take a peek at today's legal news. The U.S. Supreme Court is deciding whether U.S. trademark law applies to foreign conduct in a case involving a $90 million infringement award over radio remote controls. The Tenth Circuit upheld a $115 million award, including $90 million in trademark infringement damages, to Hetronic International against Arbitron Germany for infringing radio remote controls for heavy-duty construction equipment sold worldwide. While Arbitron maintained that nearly all of its conduct was international and therefore the Tenth Circuit had overreached, Hetronic argued the focus should be on whether actions caused consumer confusion in the U.S. The case has raised concerns about the reach of U.S. trademark law into other jurisdictions, but the justices have also indicated that Congress's authority over U.S. commerce becomes difficult to square with arguments limiting the reach of trademark law in a global, internet-connected context. IP attorney Mark Lazama of Knob Martins said the majority of justices appeared to be in favor of reversing the Tenth Circuit's judgment in large part and limiting the extraterritorial reach of the Lanham Act. By way of very brief background, the Lanham Act, also known as the Trademark Act of 1946, is a United States federal law that governs trademarks, service marks, and unfair competition. It provides for the registration of trademarks and service marks with the United States Patent and Trademark Office, or USPTO, and establishes procedures for enforcing trademark rights. The Lanham Act prohibits false advertising, false designation of origin, and other deceptive practices that may confuse consumers about the source or quality of goods or services. It also provides for remedies such as injunctions, damages, and attorney's fees in cases of trademark infringement. The Lanham Act has been amended several times over the years to keep pace with changes in technology and commerce, but it remains an important tool for protecting intellectual property rights in the United States and, maybe now, worldwide. Texas and Idaho will operate under a federal waters rule that was in place before March 20th after a federal court barred the Biden administration's 2023 Waters of the U.S. rule from being implemented in those states. The new rule is designed to protect water quality in major waterways across the U.S. and impacts housing, agricultural, mining, and other development projects in every state as a permit is required to disturb federally protected waters and wetlands. The definition of federally protected waters under the Clean Water Act has been subject to a complex series of challenges and revisions, including a 2008 to 2015 rule, the Obama administration's expansion of federally protected waters and wetlands, a subsequent court decision rejecting that rule, and the Trump administration's changes to WOTUS. The Biden administration is facing five lawsuits challenging its 2023 rule brought by at least 26 states and industry groups. Although the injunction against the rule in Texas and Idaho is not expected to affect other lawsuits, a Supreme Court case, Sackett v. EPA, could undermine the significant nexus test that is currently used to determine whether waters and wetlands are protected under the law, potentially prompting further litigation. Manhattan prosecutors are expected to decide within days whether to bring charges against former President Donald Trump for his role in hush money payments made by his former lawyer, Michael Cohen, to Stormy Daniels in the run-up to the 2016 presidential election. Trump denies having had an affair with Daniels. The inquiry into the payments opened and closed several times, leading to the case being referred to as a zombie case. 
Doubts had arisen as to whether state felony charges could be brought against a candidate for federal office and whether the conduct could be considered money laundering. Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg launched the probe after his predecessor, Cyrus Vance, twice looked into the payment and did not bring charges. The new prosecutor is reportedly approaching the case with a different legal theory. Trump, who is seeking the Republican nomination for the presidency again in 2024, has called the probe a witch hunt, which it probably is, if there really was a witch and it really paid off an adult film actress to keep her from talking about the affair that the witch had. There's a content warning here for a hateful law enacted by a hateful person, with my condolences to all the good people in Arkansas that aren't currently governor. If you want to hop off here and catch up with us tomorrow, this is our last story of the day. Have a great one. On Tuesday, Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders signed a law that prohibits transgender individuals from using public school restrooms that match their gender identity. The law applies to multi-person restrooms and locker rooms in public schools and charter schools serving pre-K through grade 12. The law requires schools to provide reasonable accommodations, such as single-person restrooms and changing areas, and school authorities that violate the law can face fines of at least $1,000, while parents can file lawsuits to enforce the measure. A spokesperson for Sanders said that the governor is focusing on protecting and educating children, not, quote, indoctrinating them. And indoctrinating should be viewed there with huge, sarcastic air quotes. This law is similar to ones in Alabama and Oklahoma that are aimed at making life miserable for transgender youth, while Republican legislators across the United States have been campaigning to ban health care for them. Some are even seeking to charge parents and doctors with child abuse if they provide treatment. All are aiding and abetting their most extreme colleagues by putting party loyalty ahead of basic human decency. Thank you so much for listening to Minimum Competence, your daily news podcast for lawyers. If you're looking for more than Minimum Competence, links to further reading on all the topics touched on today are in the show notes. If you have any questions or story suggestions, find us on Mastodon on the esq.social instance. I'm at Andrew and my co-host Gina is at Gina. Reviews go a long way towards helping new listeners to find our show. If you have a moment and can leave a rating or review on your podcast player, we'd appreciate it. And if you know someone that might be interested in the story we cover, consider sending them the episode. Minimum Competence is part of the ESQCast network of podcasts and is available at minimumcomp.com. And that website has been rejiggered a little bit. And if you uh, want to check it out, you'll see that we have transcripts now and you can sign up to receive those transcripts uh, by email in much the same way that podcast episodes come into your podcast player. We'll see you back here tomorrow. And until then, remember, Shohei Otani facing down Mike Trout was the way it was always going to end.